Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The first thing we saw on Raw this week was Jimmy Uso, Solar Sokoa, and Paul Heyman turning up. And thankfully, there was a lower third that said earlier today, so we didn't have to get upset that nobody was fighting them for being late. Also, given what did happen on this week's episode of Raw, bear with me just one second, please. I feel like I need to present ups and downs wearing this wig. And we shall talk about it in just one second. Also, hello. Welcome to Ups and Downs, the wrestling show where a bald idiot sometimes puts on a wig because wrestling's meant to be fun. So we're going to have fun too. Heyman was also in full wind-up mode here too because he said, Solo, you've got to take out Kevin Owens and Jimmy Uso. Do not forget, you've got to take out Sami Zayn. Otherwise, Roman Reigns is going to kill you. Paul then rang Roman as soon as these two had walked away. So he's such a little goody two-shoes. But as ever, if you're into this story, how the hell could this not have got you pumped? I wanted to see what was going to happen. And we were right into it too, because then out came Kevin Owens. His match was quite interesting as well, because of course, Solo hasn't lost ever since he has debuted on the main roster. And it would kind of feel weird if KO was being defeated so close to WrestleMania. Do you know what we did? We reached into our pocket... And we pulled out the disqualification. Now, given the WWE is no longer doing around 72,941 of these, I thought it really did tie into the story. And before the bell even rang, these two were going at it, and Solo grabbed Kevin Owens, and he threw him into Rita the ring post. Then later on, he propped Owens up against Barry Barricade, and he did the running hip attack. Now, listen, I've been saying for a while that we need to protect Barry Barricade, because here... It kind of looked to me like it broke a little bit. So do you know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to get on my phone and I'm going to have to ring Gertrude Guardrail. I don't want to have to tell her what happened to her husband, but look where we are. Jimmy Uso kept casting distraction too, because of course he did. But towards the end of this, Kevin Owens did fight back. He hit the cannonball and he hit the senton. And just when it looked like he was going to do the pin, Jimbo ran in there and yeah, he broke it up. So the referee had no choice. The bloodline then decided they were going to finish Kevin Owens off for good, which was their homework for this week, when Sami Zayn ran out to a great reaction. And he chased everybody away. But when he extended his hand to Kevin Owens, do you know what KO did? He shook his head. He rolled out the ring and off he trotted. And of course, he did this because he is still hurt. So once again, it is just emotional storytelling. Although, <laughs> you wait until we get to the end of the night. I don't think I'll ever get over it. Bobby Lashley was backstage next, and he really hates Bray Wyatt. Okay. Because he was upset that he went to SmackDown to see Bray, but instead only bumped into Uncle Howdy. And now he's back on Raw, and he's still not able to find Wyatt. Now, the whole time we've got all the... As the Bray Wyatt glitches appeared on the screen. I've told you once, I'll tell you twice, I'll tell you a hundred times if you're that bored. 
I still don't get this. Like, what are they feuding over? The fact that Bobby Lashley can't see Bray Wyatt. That's somewhat ironic because John Cena was on this show. Carmella then had an interesting interview because she told Byron Saxton that she is going to take on Bianca Belair later and she's going to humiliate her before WrestleMania. But here's the thing. Surely, if you believe in your ability, Carmella would have thought, well, I can go out there and I can beat Bianca Belair, the Raw Women's Champion, in eight seconds because that's how good I am. And therefore, if you are that good, it's not a humiliation. So actually, that was a massive cell phone. Anyway, the whole point of this was to establish that she is friends with Chelsea Green now because Chelsea walked into the shot at one point and they just started nattering at each other and having a go at Byron Saxton while telling us that they hate Adam Pearce. Now, this was quite funny because when they were yelling, Adam turned up in the background. He saw where it was. He was like, no, I don't need to deal with that. And he walked off. Anyway, it turned out that Chelsea Green will be in Carmella's corner for her match. <laughs> but it didn't work at all. Carmella just lost. Now, of course, the whole time Chelsea Green was casting distractions. This was basically a carbon copy of the first match, which was a little bit weird. But ultimately, Bianca just grabbed her, gave her the KOD, and it was the one, two, three. Now, of course, we did this so Carmella and Chelsea Green could beat her up. And Oscar could make the save, where she also misted Chelsea, which sounds weird. Which was, again, was exactly like the first match. But here's my only problem with it. All of this is fine and we'll do the tag match. But it kind of feels like we should just be focusing on Bianca and Oscar. At the moment, we're kind of dancing around the houses. However, I do like the fact that Chelsea Green and Carmella are becoming a pairing. Because, I don't know, I just enjoy them together. When we get to WrestleMania and we give Bianca and Oscar time, all of this will be fine. I think fine is the appropriate word right now. Giving it up. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were then talking in the back. And they had water coming out of my seeing devices. Damn it. Because Sammy found Kev was all like, look, we cannot stop the bloodline as individuals. We need to come together. That doesn't mean we have to be the best of friends, but we need to do what's right for WWE. And Kevin was like, I told you, I'm not doing this. In fact, do you know what building we're in? This was the same building where we were at when we did the Survivor Series. And do you remember how that premium live event ended? With you screwing me over. So why don't you go back to Roman Reigns, start kissing his ass again. I was also dropped in the line that I don't want to do this with you. And you could feel that in your tum-tum. And of course, you know, eventually they will get back together. Once again, it all ties into the ending of this show. But as a little nugget for you to chew on, it is getting it up. It was then time for our face-off between Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. It happened on Miz TV. Of course, it happened on Miz TV. And I just need to say this. Whoever talked Logan Paul into being a heel deserves some kind of a medal because there's no two ways about it. Whether you like him or you don't like him, he is flubbing good at it. All the fans were singing Seth Rollins' song and both Miz and Logan were like, oh, would you shut up? We need to get on here. And Logan just turned to Seth and said, look, I know why you hate me. I've only been doing this a year and I'm already better than you. I've achieved the same as you. You're on your way out, whereas I'm rising to the top. So, of course, you don't like me. I'm like a mirror. And when you look at it, you just see shit. He also mentioned the fact that, of course, he threw him out of the rumble and he screwed him at the elimination chamber. Seth's like, all right, yeah, you did do that. But here's the real truth. I don't like you. Nobody here likes you. In fact, when we get to the world, everybody thinks you're a jackass. Now, that is true. I actually think Logan cares. He also called him a troll, a coward, a human dumpster fire, and the scum of the earth. When he said scum of the earth, he was like, oh man, I forgot you were the scum of the earth. Can you imagine if you forgot that? Every single day you wake up, you're like, oh man, great. Rollins then said nobody came here to watch us talk and we should have a fight. Once again, Logan Paul was like, I ain't gonna fight you right now. What are you talking about? I only fight for money. 
I'm not gonna do it in Boston. I mean, look at these people, they're idiots. Miz then popped back in and he was all like, I'm the host of WrestleMania, I can make this match, which I don't think is true. So Seth's like, all right, why don't you go and do that? And he threw him out of the ring. And this is when Rollins and Paul got into it. But because Miz was upset, he got back in, he distracted Seth, and when he turned around, Logan Paul knocked him out with that big old punch. Even though in the real world, I don't ever think it KO'd anybody. Paul then walked off after saying bye-bye, bitch, which is the same thing that Seth Rollins said seven days ago. And who knew this would be one of the best feuds of WrestleMania? But seriously, they're both playing their roles so well. And we've seen it before. When they have the match, whether it's on Saturday or Sunday, it potentially could steal this show. And who the hell thought that was ever going to happen? But this really was great, great stuff, though. And I enjoyed it immensely. And a small part of me is like, maybe we should make The Miz the special guest referee. Because he does add something here. So I am giving it an up. Bravo. And then, the best thing ever happened. Because we saw Mustafa Ali doing his motivational Mustafa gimmick, where he's basically running around telling Dolph Ziggler how much he loves him. And because he'd somehow booked him in a match against Omos, we saw Ali in the crowd and he had a big Dolph Ziggler sign. But do you know who was next to him in the same camera shot? Somebody else with a sign that said, duh, 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 give this an up. It even got on the WWE social media's feed, so the geek in me was just like, duh, 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 we've done it. So of course, my friend, you do get an up. And for everybody else that tweets me, cheap plug at Simon316, signs you are bringing, know that every single one makes me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. And just thank you from the bottom of my tootsie toes. It will never get old. And I feel like a proud panda. Up. There's the ups and downs, sign counter two, it goes up by one, I love you. And then of course, Omos beat Dolphy in 30 seconds. What was the point of that? MVP also got on the microphone afterwards, all like, oh, the beast prop, let's not, Omos will tame you. Look, I don't mind they're doing that at WrestleMania, but it's not really lighting a fire under my ass. And I do not understand what's happening between Mustafa Ali and Dolph Ziggler, even though I do like to see them on my television set. So there's not much we can do with this. It felt like nothing down. It was goofy wrestling next though, so I love it. Because somebody also seems to have recalled, do you remember when Baron Cole was really sad? He was actually quite good in that role. Why don't we do it again? Because we were the maximum male models who were like, oh my gosh, look at that specimen over there. He's so damn sexy. When Baron walked in and he was like, oh man, thank you so much. I've had a terrible time recently, but I appreciate the compliment. Of course, they weren't talking about him and they were talking about Otis, who they were watching on from afar. And when Corbin said... Well, what does he have that I don't? Marseille, or Mansoir, one of them, chirped in and said, well, he has hair. And I was like, damn it, there's plenty of bald models. Why you got to make us feel so bad about ourselves? Do you think we choose this lifestyle? No, we don't. All this after the love and support I have given the Maximum Male Models too. So now I'm glad that everybody on the internet hates you. It did kind of get interesting because Max Dean Dupree was like, actually, you do have some potential Baron Corbin. So if you go and beat Chad Gable later, maybe we'll put you in the group. That's how we got that match later. All of this was truly, truly insane. And therefore, I loved it. We also got serious stuff after this because we were back in the bloodline dressing room with Paul Heyman saying, do not forget what you have to do tonight, Jimmy Uso. And there was a reason we were bigging this up so much. But it was also time for Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. 
Let's face it, that can never be bad. I kind of hit a dive early on because it is 2023 and wrestling and even a spear. And when he thought he'd run out of moves, he remembered, oh no, my best friend is a super kick. And he started to bust those out. Everybody was at ringside with this though. So you had the Judgment Day and Dexter Loomis. So you knew what was going to happen. Mostly Dominic Mysterio being a massive asshole. And he continued to cast distraction. Racy Gargano got bored of that. So he went and smashed Dom with a dive, which always makes me laugh. But when Finn Balor had got back into this and he was about to hit the Coupe de Gras... All of a sudden, Edge's music hit. So Damien Priest and Rhea Ripley were like, well, we're going to sort him out. And they walked to the entranceway, but the rated R superstar is a smart tamale. He came through the crowd. He pushed Finn off the top rope, which is when Johnny Gargano just hit the one final beat. And he pinned him. Damo then tried to get to Edge, but Dexter Loomis stopped him, which, of course, allowed Edge to hit the spear on Finn Balor. And the funniest part is later on, we did an interview with Edge, who said, look, I'll tell you why I did what I did. Because two weeks ago, Finn Balor screwed me out of that match with Austin Theory that I shouldn't have lost. So I just made sure that he lost a match that he shouldn't have lost. I was like, poor Johnny Gargano. You may as well have pulled your pants down. Ah, you take the rest of it. They're also going to meet in the ring next week because Edge wants a proper one-to-one, which is never going to happen. Judgment Day are definitely going to beat him up. But this is all fine. We continue to build to WrestleMania. Although when these two do have their showdown at that event, should probably draw a line under it, has been going on a while. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. We got some videos after this, including one highlighting that great segment between Roman and Cody from SmackDown and telling us that in May we're going back to Saudi Arabia and we're going to have the Queen of the Ring and the King of the Ring tournaments. So we giveth and we taketh away. And then Piper Niven just crushed Nikki Cross. 
It actually made me feel like a sad panda. I mean, Cross did go bonkers beforehand and she was whipping Piper's ass. When the bell rang, she kind of just pushed her into the ropes, hit this weird version of the boss man slam, and pinned her. I mean, this must have gone 32 seconds, if that. And as ever, I know we were trying to protect Nikki here while also saying, oh, this Piper Niven is a beast. But I don't think it worked on any level, especially because do you remember all those little backstage sticks we did for ages when we saw Piper Niven and Nikki Cross having a chat and they were a tag team where it feels like we've taken all of them and just gone poof and kicked them out the window. Feel like we could have done a lot more with this. Instead, we just drew a line under it. We're getting it down. And do you want to know what we cut to after this? It was Rick Boogs trying to deadlift an 18-wheeler. Now, that was good. And this segment just got better and better and better and better. Because Elias found him and was all like, listen, man, we've got to get you back on track here. So I can see Bronson Reed in the background. Why don't you go over there and challenge him to a match? Now, the way Elias did this is by trying to get in Boogs' head by saying, you need to go over there and say, I want to fight you. So Rick was like, wait, you're saying... I want to fight you. Yes, go over there and say, I want to fight you. So he went over there. Bronson walked in and said, oh, you want to fight me, Elias, do you? Cool, we'll do it next week. And when the guitar man was like, well, what was that? Boogs was like, well, I went over there. I said that you wanted to fight him. And the way this was done genuinely made me laugh. I mean, I have absolutely no idea where it's going. But also, if you turned into Sherlock Holmes through this, you would have also seen in the background that Cody Rhodes and Kevin Owens were having a chat. Although it looked a little bit like the American Nightmare was saying, listen, Kev, I know you don't want a team with Sammy, but you've got to think about the greater good here. We all need to come together to stop the bloodline. And of course, I am speculating there, but they were definitely having some sort of a conversation. So when I put all of this together, I was like, this could be the greatest wrestling segment of all time. We had goofy wrestling for life. Plus, we had serious wrestling. And it made me want to watch the show next week. Pfft, can't argue with that. Up. Things really picked up after this too, though. Because John Cena turn to WWE. Now he got an absolute monster reaction because he has arrived at that place now where he's given so much of his time and dedicated so much to WWE. People just love him as they should. And before he could say anything, out came Austin Theory. And I'm pretty sure if he had a DeLorean, he never would have done this. He told John that the reason he's a WWE superstar is because he was inspired by the man when he was growing up. And that's why he has a gift for him. And of course, the gift is a United States title shot at none other, da 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 than WrestleMania. As ever Cena is so good though, because he just went, no, I don't want to do that, because no offense to you, Austin Theory, even though there was definitely offense that was going to be taken, you don't deserve to give me that gift. In fact, you don't deserve anything, because I've been watching you, and much like all of the fans, I don't really care. It all descended into the fact that Austin doesn't believe in himself, so nobody can believe in him either. And John Cena earlier had seen a sign that said, Austin Theory is just a John Cena wannabe. And that's true. Although it's the John Cena from the Ruthless Aggression era, where you're probably on the cusp of getting fired, because you ain't bringing nothing to the table. Now I'm paraphrasing here. This is basically what he said. And I got on my phone and I rang a funeral parlor because I said, listen, I need a burial book. He also called him a jabroni and said his name is very apt because in theory he should be really good. But actually he sucks. Which, yes, is when Austin fired back by saying, well, at least I ain't acting like I don't have a bald spot on my head. And I was like, what are we doing here? Do bald fans not matter to you, WWE? Now, bless John Cena because he was like, man, I don't mind being part of the old brigade. Then he won the night anyway because he said... I'd rather be losing my hair than WWE having to pipe in fake cheers 
because nobody cares about my matches. That was it. I ran the cops after this and I said, you've got to come get a body. I also want to point out that Austin Theory is quite young, so in 10 years' time, he too could start losing his hair. And Cena finished all this by saying, look, we could have the match at WrestleMania, but if I beat you, you're absolutely done. And if you beat me, so what? You're going to have to come out and roar and impress these people. And as you've already shown, you can't do it. That is it. Wrap it up. Of course, by this point, Austin Theory had started to say, well, you don't have any loyalty, hustle, or respect because you're giving up on us right now, John. And how dare you do that to the audience? And as soon as you've involved the people, Johnny Boy was like, well, now i got to ask them. All the fans cheered, so we are going to get this match. But I really have no idea how it's going to go because seriously, during that time, John Cena absolutely destroyed Roman Reigns in the ring. This was part two. Cena ended this two by going up to Theory and saying, you've got nothing here, pointing at his head. You've got nothing here, pointing at his heart. And you've got nothing here. And he kind of tapped him in the balls. He then introduced Cody Rhodes to say, well, here's a man that's definitely deserved his WrestleMania moment. So he also made sure to put the American Nightmare over. What a crazy, crazy ride this was. And I know so many people will be like, well, why the hell did he do that to Austin Theory? But I trust John Cena. This will go somewhere. Either way, I had a great old time. I was laughing my ass off. So it really was a fine speech, you might say. And then we cut to Sami Zayn after this, who was like, I have to beat Jimmy Uso later, which was technically true, but just you wait. Well, yeah, we had another match. Chad Gable versus Baron Corbin. Now, I have no idea what the plan with Baron is anymore, because while he did beat up Chad for a little bit, he got to taunting halfway through when Gable was like, all right, he picked his ankle, he put him in the ankle lock. Baron Corbin... Just tapped out. Now, as the commentators told us, this did end the losing streak for Chad Gable. And it's going to tie into everything with Otis and Maximum Male Models. And I am enjoying that. But here's what I have to do. An up for Chad Gable, because hell yeah, a victory. But a down for Baron Corbin, because I do believe this is going somewhere fun. But we can't just keep beating him, beating him, beating him, beating him. Because by the time we get there, we will be making work twice as hard for ourselves. And as I say every single week, he is such a good utility player. He can do everything. So let's get to the point and do whatever we need to do. I mean, a month ago, he was with JBL. We are going through a lot. We then got our next WrestleMania spoof, and it was a Top Gun parody with Miz and Maurice, as we confirmed that it will be Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, when it was time for Becky Lynch and Lita. Now, they were super duper happy that they were the women's champions, but they wanted to thank Trish Stratus, who came out. And then, essentially, all these three just sat in the ring going, we are the best. And Damage Control came out. Now, this was kind of smart because we did tie into when WWE was in Canada and Trish had told Bailey, listen, I will come out of retirement to whip your ass. So that was the challenge here. There's three people on one side of the ring. There's three people on the other side of the ring. Why don't we have a match at WrestleMania? Bell's accepted instantly too. And Dakota and Kite Sky were like, well, why did you do that? So that was interesting. My only worry is that the Women's Tag Team Championships are going to be totally forgotten about. However... The rumour is, is that we will do this six-person, but we'll also do the tag team match on another night, probably involving Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. And if that is the case, then all of this is good, because it's fun to have legends on WrestleMania, especially in a multi-woman match, but you do not want to forget about those belts, because all WWE seems to do is forget about those belts. This was fine, though, and the fans really liked it, and I bet they super-duper enjoyed at WrestleMania. I'm giving it up. And then, well... 
it's going to take me about seven years to get over what happened next. Three was Sami Zayn versus Jimmy Uso. And look, we don't even need to talk about the match. Let's just get it done and get into the fallout. Because three quarters of the way through, Jay Uso did appear in the crowd to a thunderous reaction. And this time he did get down to ringside where he stood on Alan the announce table. Now, Jimmy Uso could not believe that his brother was there because, of course, he forgot to go visit him at his house. When Sami Zayn took advantage, hit the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. And he beat Jimmy Uso for the one, two, three. So quickly bring it down. There's the board. It goes up by one. He was terrified after this because, of course, it had meant he failed Roman Reigns. So now he was going to lose his head or something. When Jay Uso got right in his face and kind of grabbed his shirt as if he was trying to put all of his love from his heart into his brother's. No, no, I just made that up. He then found Sammy, though, and said, I trust you when they embraced in this massive hug. Once again, the fans went crazy. When Jay Uso put his finger in the air, Sami Zayn joined them. Now, look, we all knew what was going to happen with this, but the fact they did it in the way they did, <laughs> doing backflips. As we saw Jimmy looking brokenhearted at this, however, all of a sudden, Jay Uso took his foot and he super kicked Sami Zayn right in the face. Once again, nobody could believe it as he went up to him and started shouting, this is about family. Did you really think I was going to pick you? In this moment, I believe we were all Ralph Wiggum at the Krusty Special. I couldn't believe it. The bloodline then jumped Sammy, and I suppose they were going to finish him off before, of all people, Cody Rhodes made the save. And that was a nice twist, because I think we were all expecting Kevin Owens. But do you know what the best part about all of it was? Jay Uso didn't pick a side until Roman Reigns had explicitly gone, if we don't sort this out, I'm taking it out on Jimmy. So you could even make the argument he doesn't even want to be in the bloodline still, but he does it for his sibling, his twin, his buddy. And the fact that we can even speculate on that is why this is award-winning television. It also means we're one step closer to WrestleMania and the way we've weaved Cody into this and how the Usos have kind of replaced Roman Reigns when it comes to Sammy, well, it's just a massive round of applause. This thing keeps on getting better and better. It is now officially one of the best storylines WWE has ever done and it doesn't just get an up. That's right, I'm bald. It gets a golden up. It also brings us to the end of another Monday Night Raw and I could not be more pumped about WrestleMania this year. Just keep treading the boards and everything is going to be fine. Up. Now please do click one of the videos on the screen to make sure you see another video that is live on What Culture right now. Like the video, share the video and subscribe. And you can follow us on social media at What Culture WWE and Simon Miller 316. My name is Simon What Culture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. Make sure you have a lovely damn day. What a weekend of wrestling we've just had. Now I must rest. See you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.